welcoming you to the Prairie Doc radio program. Rick Holm, our Prairie Doc, is in the studio. He's ready to answer your questions of a medical nature. Dr. Holm's specialty is internal medicine. He's a physician with the Avira Medical Group Brookings, a clinical professor at the University of South Dakota Sanford School of Medicine, and is affiliated with South Dakota State University where he's conducting medical research. Good morning, Dr. Holm. Good morning, Joan Holden. And I'm so happy you brought a guest today. Would you yes. like to introduce Jason? Yes. Today we have Jason Merkley, who is the administrator of the hospital, the CEO of the Brookings Health System. Thank you for joining us, Jason. Good morning, Dr. Holm. So there's a lot of changes going on in this here city, and of course, uh, a lot of it is at our community hospital. So tell us a little bit about what's happened. I think a lot of people know, but um, let's just, just, when did we first decide we were going to do something different? Boy, uh, we first decided we were going to do something different quite a long time ago. It feels like uh, it's been a long journey, uh, and the journey's kind of coming to fruition here. We still have a little uh, ways left to go, but we started this probably uh, project about a little over two-plus years ago, planning for uh, what we now see or are beginning to see on uh, on our campus. Now, did any were any of your predecessors thinking about doing the same thing? You know, we we had a uh, master campus plan that was developed uh, quite some time ago. So uh, the thought was there of what we wanted to do. It's changed uh, dramatically since that time. We've uh, we brushed that off back in uh, about 2013 after we finished up the neighborhoods at Brookview and really decided what we wanted to do from a hospital perspective, which we added a medical office building. Uh, we did some things different on our East Edition, and then uh, everything kind of came to fruition on the renovation that we're just doing uh, through the throughout the existing facility well I was uh, you know my mom was in the nursing home there uh, before it uh, was transitioned into the neighborhoods and <clears throat> uh, I knew that it was time for a better nursing home and we needed that space if we were going to build a, a new hospital yeah, the uh, the nursing homes turned out fantastic, and we have uh, just it's been great for our residents. It's great for our families. Uh, they have unbelievable satisfaction scores from the folks that uh, uh, live there and and visit there, and so that's been fantastic. And you're right, it did make way for what is now the new hospital, which is on the East Edition there, which is about a sixty-five thousand square foot uh, two-story addition, which is really kind of a brand new hospital for us. I mean, we we could have fixed up the old nursing home, and then we wouldn't have had the we wouldn't have the space, and it would have saved some money. Uh, but I mean, it was sort of like we needed to make the commitment uh, for our community and I, I think w it was it's been the right thing yeah we, we we looked at lots of different options when we did the planning process we looked at uh, doing exactly what you just talked about we looked at even going to a green grass option out say uh, south of town somewhere and and just building a brand new facility and and those really uh, uh, the a new hospital way the heck a new hospital somewhere else those, those really just weren't options based upon our campus based upon uh, the neighborhoods being built there based upon everything else that we had around us uh, so we uh, we kind of stuck with our, our current option that you see on, on off of 22nd Avenue right, today yeah I, I would make this comment that um, it may well be that the 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 flushness of hospitals financial uh, uh, ability which is across the country uh, may go away over time I mean right now the cost of health care is is in everybody's uh, you know their site, their their gun site. <laughs> what are we going to do to control costs 
and it may well be that the money that hospitals are are able to have will go away in the next in the future think about that now is the time if we had the if if there were the resources to to solid solidify the health care uh, resources that we have in this community and that's what you've done i mean my hat's off to you you've taken the leadership role you brought it to brookings uh health system uh, we have a, now this new facility that is just gorgeous. Joan, have you been there yet? I have. I think it's a phenomenal facility. I want to talk a little bit more about it, but why don't we take our first break, okay. and we'll discuss the new hospital when we return. Welcome back to Prairie Duck Radio. We're happy to have you listening today. I'm Joan Hogan. Rick Holm is here, and we have welcomed the guest, Jason Merkley. I said Merkel, which is... <laughs> Terrible. Merkley. Jason Merkley. Isn't there a television character There's named somebody. Merkel. Merkel. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't want Merkel. <laughs> Merkley. Jason Merkley, who is the uh, CEO of the Brookings Health System, right? That's right. And the hospital, the uh, neighborhoods, the whole complex is actually owned by the city of Brookings. So well, what? We're four-fifths city, one-fifth county? And the county. I'm sorry, I didn't realize the county too. Yeah, okay. both the city and the county are uh, um, part of what we, uh, uh, from our independent status, are part of uh, part of our complex, and and really have um, a kind of a unique beast there, if you will, in the healthcare world in in uh, South Dakota and cr- pretty much across the country. We just don't see many uh, city owning city county owned facilities uh, across healthcare anymore. Um, so we've been very fortunate. We've been. Uh, able to be successful uh, given that concept and I think uh, we'll continue to be uh, as long as we can be successful and do what we can for for our community and service area that we serve. And my, my I'm very happy with that that it is our community's hospital it's not owned by some system at another location that whose whose loyalty would probably be their own community right. so our community our hospital that's great. And the Brookings Health System has done us proud. They have built a phenomenal facility. I, my husband and I toured the hospital, the new hospital before it opened. It opened the 7th. You invited Correct. patients in or moved patients in on the 7th. I was telling you, do not get sick on the 6th. You yeah. don't want to be moving back and forth, but you had to move people on the 7th, yeah. and you did. That was, uh, I'm sure it went smoothly. Haven't heard any complaints. But what's important is for people driving by, first we saw that big, beautiful office building that went up on the front facing 22nd. Everybody thought, oh, that's the new hospital. Oh, no. Tell us about that. What was that all about? So we have three phases in our project. Uh, the f- first phase was, as you mentioned, Joan, the uh, the medical office building, and what that really uh, did is solidify our commitment, kind of for our future. And what that uh, does is house uh, physician offices and and clinic space for us to p- continue to grow. So the whole entire first floor is um, uh, office uh, out of there by a very medical group, and so we have a, a fair number of specialty, about I think nine uh, physicians that are in there or providers that are in there at this point in time maybe room for one or two more mostly ob and surgery mostly uh yeah mostly specialists ob uh, surgery podiatry 
uh, are really make up the core. Yeah, urology. Of, and urology really make up right. the core of, of that building. Uh, and like I said, room for another one. And then we have uh, shell space, what we consider shell space on the second floor to build out for our future. Our goal is to continue to increase our medical staff and the providers and services that we provide here locally. And, and that comes along with additional physicians and they obviously need clinics. Let's talk about non- Can I interrupt for a second? Yeah. Though? When you, uh, you two know all this, but a lot of people don't. When you say the first off, first floor, our offices for the Avira Medical Group, but you're not part of Avira, are, are you? It's separate. Uh, you know, uh, it, we kind of have a unique relationship there, Joan. We have we're really partners, uh, and and we uh, we are to some degree part of uh, a Vera Medical Group, the clinic here in Brookings, because uh, they really function as a as a department of Brookings Health System, uh, based upon some arrangements that we have, which gets complicated, which I won't go into on, on That's this. Okay. But uh, for the most part, they they really uh, are really our partners, and I consider them to be our partners, and thus uh, finding them good uh, office space uh, as they renovate their building. Uh, which is important to know too. Um, that'll be a nice space for them in, in the future. And currently, we have some of the special specialists in our area, which which works out very well for them. Okay, but so let's talk sense. about the non-Avera specialists. We also this hospital, our Brookings Community Hospital, brings in non-Avera doctors too. Talk about that. Yeah, you know, again, being an independent entity, we're going to partner with uh, with folks that want to come to this community and provide health care. And so uh, that might be Sanford, that might be independent folks out of Sioux Falls, which we have some. Uh, they mainly come in uh, to our outreach specialty clinic or the Sanford Clinic down the road here on 22nd Avenue. And so uh, they they come in and provide services, do surgeries, uh, do all the things that uh, that you would think that they would do in a, in a facility. And, and I think our independent Independent status allows them to uh, ability to do that, and and we've grown our outreach clinic tremendously, and so we provide a lot of services here close to home, which is nice for our patients and in our, in our again in our community. So it's in, now isn't that an interesting thing, Joan? You think uh, oh this is you know Avera owns the hospital? No, Avera doesn't own the hospital. It's owned by the community. Well. Avera is controlling the, you know, it's, it's the Avera Clinic building. No, it's not the Avera Clinic building. It's owned by the hospital, and the hospital is uh, also allowing and bringing in services provided by other groups. So it, it's, it, that, inter, that independence is, a, is a, I think, a, a, a great thing for our community. And the Brookings Health System then provides... Um, uh, a working relationship with physicians who want to practice in Brookings, and they're they're welcome to use the facility to, to bring uh, services to our community. So I think it's a win-win for Brookings. Yes, I really do. Win-win, win-win. Now win. we have to talk about that new hospital. I just <laughs> I couldn't get over it. You know, you didn't even realize it was being built back there because it was way behind Twenty Second uh, to the east and. You knew construction was going on, but I kept thinking they're going to renovate the old hospital. Oh, how wrong could I be? We took the tour, and it's a brand new hospital. Now that it's finished, they're going to start working on the old hospital. But believe me, the main hospital is the brand new one in the back. Right. Tell us about that. That's just a beautiful facility. Yeah, thanks, Joan. It really is. Uh, you know, first of all, it, it's uh, it's all about patient care and trying to provide um, uh, better access, more confidentiality, um, better amenities to our patients. We have uh, private rooms. They all have obviously have bathrooms. Uh, we have nice big windows from a, a standpoint of a healing environment in there to be able to. 
get some sunlight in. Our staff super excited about being in the in the new facility. It just offers so much more than we had previously. Don't get me wrong, we had a a 50 plus year old building that we did tremendous things in, but we just had some limitations from a standpoint of what we could do based upon uh, some older concepts that were great back in 1950 and 60. They're just not uh, very good now in 2017. So um, we've done uh, a lot of great things. We pro we've hopefully done uh, uh, what we can from a standpoint of providing uh, easy access to services. So our same day surgery and our and our ORs are on the first floor and you come in and you basically go to your room and you go back to the OR and you come back to your room and you walk out the door, which is so much easier than w w the way it used to be. Uh, we have radiology suite that has all of our services uh, in that suite where previously they were piecemealed around the campus somewhere outside in the MRI, so you had to walk outside, so now you don't have to do that. The MRI building's going away today, so uh, it'll be lifted up and, and hauled down the road. I think it's going somewhere over into Wyoming or something like that. So uh, lots of uh, great things happening. And then we just redid our patient care floor upstairs, which I talked a little bit about. But uh, private rooms, uh, great environment for us to be more efficient from a staffing standpoint, provide better focused patient care uh, in our OB unit, in our obstetrics unit, and then in our inpatient unit. And so uh, couldn't be happier about the outcome. And then now, as you just mentioned, we're tearing off the front. So uh, the renovation is happening. So if you're coming down 22nd Avenue listening to this, you look over and you'll see uh, our old pharmacy and our old cardiac rehab are no longer there. So the overhang's going away. So uh, we'll be beginning the renovation process as we speak okay well when it's all done will you enter from 22nd or will you enter from uh both uh, places, is it Yorkshire right? or both both sides? Yeah, right? so we'll have a uh, we'll still consider our main uh, entrance on the 22nd Avenue there. Okay. So we'll have a nice uh, lobby area, glass front. Maybe some of you have seen that rendering. But uh, the, if you're coming to visit a patient or you're coming in for just a MRI or or a colonoscopy, using that southeast entrance off of Yorkshire Drive here is certainly uh, an option too, and we would encourage that because it's a nice entrance to come in, get registered in either place. Uh, and go in and, and uh, get get what you, whatever you need done or go visit somebody. Uh, the southeast location certainly works also. Well, I so don't welcome anyone visiting a hospital for <laughs> medical things. We'd rather stay healthy. But if you have to, you couldn't find a better place in all of South Dakota. So now we're going to have a long corridor that's wide. And there's uh, there were comments that I heard from when we came on last Tuesday night to sing for somebody up in the hospital. Um, a week ago Tuesday and that was that gee are we wasting all the space we've got all this <coughs> these wide wide corridors now of course you can't win can you mm -hmm. but uh, the this new wide corridors and there'll be a lot of spaces that what do you think about those well uh, uh, one of the most important things when you go into a hospital is wayfinding and so it gets confusing it's confusing in our facility today and so it's it's very important to have straight shots that go from one place one location to the next and that's what we did with that corridor so the corridor although it is about a almost a football field long when it's all said and done will go from the front of our building straight back to the back of our building and off of that you'll be able to access all of the services that we have for the most part and again that'll just be a public corridor so all of the other stuff from 
a patient transport standpoint, from a staff standpoint, or anything else goes on behind the scenes within the uh, kind of corridors that we have uh, kind of on a, on a uh, backside basis, if you will. And so you don't see those things happening. So it was very important for us to make sure that people could wayfind throughout our facility. And, and it, is a fair, it is a fairly wide corridor, but we're not wasting any space. It's a nice area to be able to go up and down. We'll have some nice amenities and some services come off that corridor, and I think it'll work well for our, for our patients and our visitors. Right. Sounds very interesting. Jason, what? we need to take one more break, and we'll be back right after these words. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. Dr. Holm and I have been discussing the new Brookings Health System with Jason Merkley, who is the CEO of the health system. While we were talking, we had a person call in concerning the ambulance service. The question is, why didn't you build a garage for the ambulances? You shouldn't have to pay for storing them off campus. Thanks, Joan. Uh, you know, great question. Uh, I think we um, we have evaluated numerous times our, our ambulance uh, and where they uh, house out of. I think we have a plan for our future, but as of right now, we continue to uh, rent some space, as the uh, uh, questioner did uh, um, say. Uh, we it's kind of interesting so uh, within Brookings where their calls are from and it's not a, it's not as simple as just uh, putting them somewhere so we want to make sure that we're as close as we can to the majority of calls that we have from an ambulance standpoint and so uh, we've evaluated that we have some additional space on campus that might work for them so right now we're going through kind of a, a feasibility study or a little bit of business plan of what might work for them in the future uh, right now uh, housing them out of their current location works very well from a standpoint of where their most of their majority of their calls come from as most people know Brookings is growing to the kind of south and west for the most part and a lot of calls come from that standpoint as well as downtown at certain times so uh, their access of the of where they're currently located works from that perspective now we all know that you can get about anywhere in in uh, Brookings in a fairly short period of time so we'll continue to evaluate uh, them being closer to campus and being a, a, a bigger part of what we have and be able to help maybe more in our emergency department it's just a matter of, of space and and other services sometimes that take takes precedence simply because we want to provide uh, the best patient care we can uh, and and getting those services located close together is, is certainly a priority for our patients and I, for our staff if you if if there's a train getting past the train uh, you know, if you have an emergency and you're on this side of the train uh, that's going through, you know, how do you do it? You have to go down to the place where there is the, the underpass. underpass. But um, I liked the idea in the old days when we had access to the EMT people in the hospital during times of an emergency when there was need for bodies. Mm -hmm. um, okay, the other question that I really have is what's going to happen to the beds that we had before and those round services, north and south service. And what about, you know, hospice beds or those kinds of things? Of course, that, that's my baby and <laughs> you know that. I, I do know that. Uh, and uh, we thank you very much for your service to that program. Um, you know, the, uh, the, the old hospital, the old circles as we call them, uh, we will develop the south circle into cardiac rehab and, in, and a wellness center type concept. 
uh, for our employees and staff. And then uh, we will uh, take half of that uh, south circle and have its mechanical area for the new facility. And so we have some air handling and some old, old uh, uh, units that need to be replaced. And that's part of our project from a boiler and air handling unit perspective and water heaters. So uh, they will take up half of that uh, south circle. And then really the north circle is, is something that we will look at, be, begin to evaluate what does it hold for our future? Are there additional services we may want to bring here? Um, other things like that that may come up in our future. And so we'll continue to evaluate that and have that space for uh, really uh, space for, uh, for us to develop those services. And then uh, the old uh, obstetrics unit, which is really in pretty good shape. Yet, yeah, uh, we will we will have that as overflow uh, in case we have high census times or or also look at uh, what does it maybe mean from a, a standpoint of developing a service like inpatient hospice and have a really nice area for for a hospice patient and then right next to that for a f for a family that's really taking care of and, and they're yeah. in that time of need and so um, those are we've seen some of those concepts we've evaluated those uh, briefly but it just takes more time to make sure that that's what our community needs and that's what we want to do here at Brookings Health. No swimming pool or bowling alley or anything like that. No swimming pool or bowling alley <laughs> scheduled okay. at the present time okay. but uh, who knows you never know. You what never the know the cafeteria will stay where it's at. The cafeteria will stay where it's at and uh, does a great job and it's a really nice location with some nice windows there so i know you need a boogie because you have a 10 o'clock uh, commitment thank you very much for joining us well as always uh thanks for having me on and and i always get uh, excited about talking about brookings cell system but thank you for the opportunity to talk about our new facility You're thanks welcome. so much for coming jason we really appreciate it that was jason merkley who was with the brookings health system dr home i know tomorrow night you have a uh television program at seven o'clock on South Dakota Public Television and you're going to be talking about heart and circulatory diseases. Do you want to touch on that today? Right. You know, uh, it's it's Mike Bacharach. Uh, not Bert Bacharach, but Mike, Mike. Bacharach, who is also uh, in the world of cardiology and vascular disease known worldwide. They do take Mayo Clinic tra uh, trainees and train them in this regard. Uh, and uh, the the fact that we've got those kinds of uh, c capabilities in Sioux Falls and in South Dakota is remarkable. Uh, I would uh, also highlight the fact that, uh, you know, we'll take all questions, any questions cardiology-wise uh, uh, tomorrow night. Uh, and, uh, but, you know, his, his world is not only uh, being able uh, with a catheter to fix uh, coronary arteries, go up with the catheter and find the artery that's blocked and dilate it and put a stent in. But he can uh, do that. Uh, he can put in a new abdominal aorta uh, and, and put it with a catheter so that it fills the dilating aorta and uh, resolves the problem of potential emboli, potential rupture. Um, he, he can do that with a catheter, although sometimes you don't, uh, you can't, you shouldn't. But in many cases now, instead of the, the, the massive surgery that it requires, you can do it with a catheter. And the new thing is, of course, the, uh, the aortic artery, uh, I mean the aortic valve, um, which uh, can calcify in, in uh, many people who are older, uh, just a matter of calcification process. And he can go up in there and uh, push the old artery out or cut it out uh, with a with a device 
and replace it with a new valve through a catheter rather than having to Not open up open the chest. Not open heart surgery, right. Wow, and um, although there's, uh, you know, there's some danger to that procedure over the other, there is a balance of when the risk of doing that surgery in a person who's particularly frail, uh, uh, you, you can get by with that procedure and give them, you know, five years of life that they wouldn't have. Uh, and you're seeing that in the 80s, 80-year-olds uh, that, that are, you know, have a future yet and are, you know, have a mental capacity and an ability to function. Uh, but the yet valve, the valve is, is going and they're going to yeah. end up dead from the aortic uh, calcification, the aortic valve disease, and you can give them five years, you know. It's just amazing. I can't believe the growth and change in uh, protecting the heart that has occurred in the past 20 years. It's yeah. just, it is mind-boggling, isn't it? Well, Some it, of the things that would have killed you 20 years ago, it's just not even a thought anymore. Well, you, you know, just get it taken care of. When I was training uh, at, in, in, at Emory, and it was a cardiology center, they were first starting to talk about bypass surgery. They were able to inject dye and see the blockage, right? So that was the, the highlight at the time, that they were just doing catheterizations and doing bypass surgeries. It was just starting at that time. We were right in the midst of the, the explosion of uh, cardiac catheterization. And then following that, uh, right after I had left, they uh, took the world leader, uh, a guy from Switzerland, and, and, and uh, brought to Emory uh, the dilating catheter uh, business. They would dilate the cat, you know, and inject anticoagulants. Uh, so they would uh, do balloon angioplasty. That was the big hot thing. Well, then they found that oftentimes those re-stenose, so they started putting in stents. And, and all of that really kind of came out of Emory where I was at. I mean, a lot of that was led by that group. Uh, so um, well, that I whole thing that is just exploded. People that I know in the past five years who've had a heart attack, and they go down to Sioux Falls, they have a stent, they're home the next day. I mean, before, if you had a heart attack, you'd be in the hospital for two weeks. Now, with the stent therapy, there's just so many advances in heart that it's it's just mind-boggling. Well, just and, truly and is. with the bypass. And, and we know now that you don't want to do stents in diabetics, for example, if you, uh, if you can have the capacity to do the bypass. They last longer. They do well. They live longer. Uh, do better. Uh, so, I mean, we haven't thrown out the, the baby with the bathwater on that one. I mean, bypass surgery is really the gold standard, uh, and uh, we like it. Stents are helpful, particularly if there's a pain that keeps you from being able to exercise and do the things that you want to do. And uh, they're coming around to realizing Dr. Holmes' belief that exercise will win out no matter what. Hasn't well, that it, been it, proven to be true for heart, too? Well, I mean, huge, 40% improvement uh, I mean, the, 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 everything you read is backing up what I've, I've been supporting. You've been preaching for 40 for a years. Time, and yes. that is that it is so important to be exercising. They say that the new smoking is the couch. That the real danger uh, to us that we get as we get older is to sit on that darn couch and not get moving. I mean, it doesn't have to be that you're running, uh, you know, marathons. Uh, what matters is that you're not sitting and just doing nothing. The more you do, the more active you are, the more you know physically uh, active you are, the, the better. What even shows that one of my good friends 
many of my friends were in your are in your research study, which is researching people over yeah, seventy right. and for health. And she said, I have exercised well my whole life, but Dr. Holm really pushed this thirty minutes of walking every day. So I walk thirty minutes every day. I thought, Oh, who needs this? I do all this other stuff. Night and day. She cannot believe how, how much, much better, better she, she feels because she walks 30 minutes there a day. There is no question about it. It's better than any pill. I and mean, she it, was not a couch potato. No. But she still found a difference it, in that walking. It helps. Uh, I, you know, why, if you could do that, why would you not? So, but we're running out of time. Don't miss tomorrow night, 7 o'clock, public broadcasting. Uh, and so. And everything. Goodbye. We, we're glad that you've been listening. We hope you've enjoyed our Prairie Doc radio program. And we'll listen again for Prairie Doc brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings. Dr. Holm, we'll see you tomorrow night on television. Thank you, Joan. And thanks, Bob. And stay healthy out there.